Welcome back once again. This is What's the Story on ThePeopleChronicles.com. My name is Joe Painter. Our guest this afternoon, Mary Kay Bernoski, the executive director of Burke's Women in Crisis. Burke's Women in Crisis is um, an excellent and extraordinary shelter in the Reading Burks County area. It's a shelter and a safe house. Is that fair? It is. We have we have safe house. We have bridge house. We have long term housing, but we also have counseling and legal advocacy and legal representation. Um, so everything's in one place now. I want to find about, out more about that and, and how a woman can actually contact you and what it takes for a woman to pick up the phone. But if we can revisit, you were talking about the disconnect. Um, and, and I asked it, does, does a man know? Like when he's when he is controlling and saying, you know, I love you, need to be with you all the time or don't be with your friends. Is is there a mental connection that what you're doing is abusive and controlling and it is not love? And I guess I'm going, let's look at the man. We keep asking what's wrong with the woman, what's wrong with the man. And you said we're talking to boys. Right. Because historically that men's, you know, our our role of a man, our idea of a real man is a man who's always in control, Mm -hmm. doesn't show his emotions, can't be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, True. You know, when he does look like he's in a committed relationship, is very loving and supportive, then he's called w- names that I can't use because right. I find them offensive. But um, And that's what little boys are seeing, right? So that's what we're teaching men, that this is your job. Your job is to be in control and to always be the one um, who's in charge. You and know, it is just recently that it's, we say it's okay for a man to cry. Absolutely. It was never okay. And that really is recent. Right. So we have to teach our little boys that it's okay to cry. So how do we do that? You know, if, if our daughter is injured, very few men or women will say to her, oh, honey, stop crying. You know, <sighs> you, you got to get up. No, it's, oh, honey, what happened? Come here. Talk to me. With our boys, we're saying, I can't understand you when you cry. Look me in the eye and tell me what's wrong with you. I need, and they might be four years old. They might be six years old. They might be eight years old. And we're saying, come on, you can't do this. So that's what they're learning. So it's incumbent upon us to teach them something different. How about, I'm coming, now now you went right to children. And I'm going to go back to the NFL. Okay. What do they represent? American masculinity, probably in its most toxic form. And who is the guy um, who, who, beat his child a whooping they called it adrian peterson adrian peterson um thank you whooped his four-year-old son with a switch he was allegedly i I must be careful he allegedly did this and he's arrested aggravated assault um how does how does that come into play if you have been uh, beaten by a parent and you're a little boy will you grow up to beat your spouse well, we know that statistically you, there is a greater chance that you will replicate what you learn at home. But it's not a cause and effect. Not okay. everyone who has been spanked or hit or abused at home will become abusive. The question is how many other resiliency factors are there to prevent that from happening? How many other people in this person's life are there to show them that this is not the appropriate way? Um, that's what we're looking at now. How can we, even for those kids who may have been in situations that are not good, they are currently in situations where their parents are in domestic violence or they have themselves have been abused violently. How can we say to them, but that's not okay. We're sorry it's happened to you. You can't heal from this, but you have to understand it's not okay, and it doesn't have to be. Uh, so not all domestic violence situations in the family mean the child is being hurt. It could just be the mother, but the child is hurt watching their mother get hurt 
we believe obviously if the child yeah. is witnessing this it's all it has an impact it has an effect i mean obviously they're learning something from mm-hmm. that I, you, kids learn from everything you mm-hmm. know it, that, they're like sponges they pick everything up so if they see this it's going to impact them um, we just have to figure out how to make it how to minimize that impact and and teach them that this is not okay this is not the way that relationships should look in all 50 states in all 50 states, it's legal to spank your child with reasonable force, quote unquote, and who determines reasonable? Well, that's always been the question. I, I don't yeah. know that I have an answer for that either. But we used to have laws that say you can beat your wife with something that's no thicker than your thumb. Oh my goodness! Doesn't mean we have to have. So them you anymore. can beat your <laughs> wife. So y- you can see how this is such a deep-rooted, absolutely problem. Um, I read that polls consistently show Americans believe spanking is inappropriate form of discipline it varies according to gender ethnicity religion etc 70 percent agree it's sometimes necessary mm. uh, charles barkley nba we all know them right his quote if whooping were illegal every black parent in the south is going to be in jail and i think what he talked what he's highlighting there is it's a cultural thing and it's always has been And that's where you're working to change that thought process. Yes. And and part of what you have to understand, I guess, in that in that area is something that uh, is also difficult to talk about. But, you know, the issue of black teenagers and their risk of violence and their risk of incarceration. Is it higher? It is much higher. Why? Um, Boys of color are incarcerated at far greater extent than any other ethnic group. Um, So for parents of boys, they feel incumbent upon them to make sure that they are controlling their behavior so they don't get into this kind of trouble. So both of those things are working in conjunction, um, whether that's right or whether what they're doing is right or wrong. So you're saying the intent is the good. The intent yeah. is I want to keep them from getting into these situations right. where so they them. are at a greater risk than other people to have more of a, a harsh sentence or a harsh penalty. That makes sense. That makes sense what you just said. And that would lead credence to what Charles Barkley is saying. It's that this is the way it is. If I don't do it, someone else will. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do we start with kids at home or with teenagers? How about young girls? Right. What do we tell them when they're going out on a date? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we try to do programming, um, prevention-related programming for, for um, a lo- boys and girls. And... I'm struggling here because it's it's difficult. I mean, when we talk to young girls, we have some curriculums that are based on some research, Paul Kivel's Young Women's Lives, and we talk to them about gender roles first. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you, what is a girl? What is a boy? You know, what do we expect? What do we think is appropriate for, for both of them? And then we talk about what, what do you, how do you want to be treated? You know, what is it that for you want? For boys and girls. For, yeah. Yeah. How, how do you want to be treated? What do you think is acceptable? And sometimes what they are thinking is acceptable is kind of scary because of the messages that they're getting. That Many young girls think that, well, sometimes you just have to do things you don't want to do. They believe that. They believe that. Um, That's a tough thing to change. Somebody's belief because of their experiences. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we try to work on reframing that and reframing what is acceptable because what we tell our girls is if you are assertive you're not a nice name either right Mm -hmm. so that is correct so we have to reframe that and make that a positive image it's okay for you to say i don't want to do this that's interesting a man can be assertive and it's good a woman can be assertive and it's not 
good. It's not complimentary. Correct. You know, the old saw, when she says no, it just means you got to try harder. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to have girls understand that it's okay. If, you, if there's something about this that doesn't feel right for you, you are allowed to trust yourself and you're allowed to say no. How do you teach a young girl that if she's watching her mother be abused at home? It makes it more difficult, obviously. But sometimes we can look at, we can take that and say, is that what you want for yourself? I mean, it's, it's hard to do um, because they love their mom. They respect mm-hmm. their mom, um, but mom doesn't want this for you either in most situations. So mom is saying, don't do what I'm doing. It's, it's, it's hard to do, but there's it's a tr- contradiction. It she is. might be Absolutely. saying, don't do it, but I'm Absolutely. doing it. Exactly. So it makes it harder, but they also see what the impact is. So like I said, it's not a cause and effect. Not all young girls who see mom being beaten will go into abusive relationships. Sometimes... Um, they do just the opposite. So it's a question of how to make that healthy. You don't want to also have them say, I can never have a healthy relationship, because you can. Breaking the silence barrier is the trick, because it's something we don't talk about. How do we look under the covers? How do we get rid of the covers? We'll find out about that next here on What's the Story?